the Mets. We Listening to the Shane Sons Podcast with your hosts, Key and Keyshawn Diaz. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Shane Sons Podcast. Episode 14 is here about five years later. <laughs> it's your boy Keith's baby brother's in the building. What's going on, baby brother? What's going on, man? Finally, finally here, man. It took us took us a few tries. It wasn't for the lack of trying, I'll say that. I mean, we have recorded this episode four times. This is our fourth try. Yeah. We've had audio problems. Yeah. We've had scheduling problems. We've had construction problems. Just It's been a mess. But it's funny. Maybe God works in mysterious ways. Maybe we're here recording on this day with everything perfectly you know, aligned because we got shit to talk about. You know, we're not, you know, there's no gimmicks today. We got shit to talk about. You know, we the last time we spoke, Major League Baseball draft, and we had like almost a whole month of what the hell is going to happen with this team, and here we are. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot has happened, you know? Barbenheimer happened, you know? Yeah, I did. about that? It was, it was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty good, you know, for the moments I was up for Oppenheimer. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, we still got to check out Barbie. That's still, uh, that's still on our list. Uh, but um, Oppenheimer, fire movie, fire movie. Um, yeah, man, and, uh, Messi is now, you know, an American footballer. He's no longer a part of PSG. That That's happened since the last time we've provided you guys a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. your initial thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, go for him. The The money keeps rolling in for him, you know what I mean? So, so good for him. It, it'll grow the game. Um, Twitter is no longer, apparently, oh, yeah, since we last had an episode. RIP Twitter. Yeah, RIP Twitter. Shout out X, you know, X Pac in the building. Yeah. Uh, whatever that means. I don't, yeah, I don't think I have the mental capacity to break that down for you guys. But what I do have the mental capacity to break down is the sorry New York Mets. And here we are. Um, so the last time we left off, we pretty much were almost like convinced that this team was, in, it was just, it was done. You know, there was that was it. Yep. And we were just starting, like, really, like, we were like mid July ish. Well, not really. We were early July and um, late June, and we were just pretty much saying, like, listen, it's time to focus on the draft. We were focusing on what we can do to like maximize our future. And um, a few weeks passed, and the Mets were kind of mid, a little bit. You know, they've had a pretty decent July, to be honest with you. Uh, I think they've they're like twelve and eight or twelve and seven. And here we are, right. trade deadline in time. You know, we're a few, we're about a day away from it, you know, being the actual deadline, and deals are happening. And um, one in particular kicked off the the domino effect for the New York Mets and pretty much caused a humongous stir in Metland. And that was David Robinson traded to the Miami Marlins during a rain delay uh, last Thursday yeah. evening. And uh, we all saw David Robinson get ready for the game. He was warming up. Next thing you know, he's not warming up. He's Brooks Raley. And we're all wondering what's going on, what's happening. And the second that game is finished, well, not really the second that game is finished, really like in the next inning, in the ninth inning, 
we get that report, you know, Anthony DiComo and Tim Healy and all these guys and, and, and John Heyman, shout out Arson Judge, they let all the Mets fans know that David Robinson is going to a division rival for two top 20 prospects in the Marlins organization. Your initial thoughts, baby brother. My initial thoughts, I mean, I wasn't too happy with the get back uh, just because I was looking at a, you know, full surface level, obviously. When a trade like this goes down, I obviously wanted David Robinson to get dealt because I know he would bring back a good return, being that he was probably one of the better relievers on the market. So when I saw that we were trading with the Marlins, I thought, you know, the return would be substantial enough because it would be a rival that we're trading into and we would have to see him eventually. So when I saw, you know, what we got back, we got back a catcher and the infield. They're both rated, you know, top 20, not really anywhere close to being MLB ready, which is fine. Um, but I thought we would get a little bit more, maybe like some top 15 prospects or top 10. But then, you know, I know that when it first went down, I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled. I know a lot of people weren't um, because we just expected more, I guess. Um, but something that you brought up to me and brought up to a couple other people was how you know, the role this Chapman deal kind of set way for a deal like this to happen. It kind of set the market for, you know, this type of deal. So once you get past the initial thoughts about it, how I did, um, it wasn't a bad deal at all. It wasn't it wasn't the worst deal in the world. Um, they got back a prospect that definitely reached um, the Mets top 10 in, in their uh, list, according to MLB.com. So it was worthwhile, and uh, obviously a catcher, some death, he could obviously be flipped. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good trade afterwards. But initially, I wasn't too, I wasn't too thrilled. That's okay, though, because, you know, part of, part of what we do is root for the team. You know, your heart is yeah. invested. You know, there's, there's no shame in being like, – like, like, I'd be a real hypocrite to be like, you can't be mad. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that shit. Right, like, right. I, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Like – it's all good. You feel me? Like, it sucks any time we got to trade away a good player. You know what I'm saying? David Robinson was a good right. player for the Mets. You know, he was a good closer. Yeah. He did a job that he was not asked to do when he signed. And he was asked to do other things because we all know what happened to Edwin. So, listen, right. you know, we all liked him. We all rooted him for, for weeks. I was saying he was my favorite signing. You know, it sucks he's not here. but He was the best player, yeah. Absolutely. A thousand percent. So, my... My sentiment to you, it was just to, you know, just give it some time, sleep on it, give it a moment to just say, damn, why did they do this? You know, what did they get? You know, like we all know we read it, but we we didn't digest it. So it's okay. Right. A lot of Mets fans kicking and screaming is all right because listen, it's been a real shitty year. You know what I'm saying? By all means, yeah. you have every right to be the way you are. So I'm not going to tell you to, you know, not kick and scream, but I'm glad that, you know what I'm saying? The logic, you see... My, my, my premise of, like, why we do this show is a lot to do with you, in my personal opinion. We're 10 years apart. You know what I'm saying? The new Met fan is what I worry about, where my heart goes out to you guys. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to suffer as much as we did. You did suffer, but you didn't have to suffer as much. Now you get a chance to see the, 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 the finer things eventually. Like, I really believe you will. I don't doubt that. That's fair. It's going to be fine, but it's going to take time. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I that's all I gotta say to you guys, you know, guys like you guys, some of the guys on Twitter, some of the guys we talk to, some of our family members, you know what I'm saying? 
you know, it's kind of what our father has taught us, you know, and sometimes like, yo, it shit, is, shit is what it is, you know what I'm saying? It's the mess, you know what I'm saying? So it's all good. Um, but shout out to the, shout out to Billy Epler. Um, he took a 38 year old, 38 year old reliever who out kicked his coverage and did way more than what he was expected. And he took two highly touted prospects from a division rival and sold them a rental and cooked could quite possibly bring back David Robertson in the fall and by doing so took two prospects from the division rival. That's a move that Billy Epler might get praised on. And I, I think he should because I actually feel very confident that, you know, we know we're getting Edwin back next year. You know what I'm saying? The bullpen, you know, you obviously you got another year out of, you know, if they keep Brooks Raley, there's a team option with Brooks Raley. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of got some guys returning. You kind of have some stability. You bring him back a year older, probably a little less cheaper. You have some stability there. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit more appealing. Now, we did trade him, so it might be a little bit of bad blood. Apologies for the siren in the back. It's New York City people. You know, people don't know how to act. But there might be some uncertainties if he's like, yo, y'all traded me. I don't know if I want to come back. So they might have to show him some good faith right. and maybe overpay. It is what it is. But we'll see. Um... That's pure speculation. That's just me, you know, just assuming that's what it is. Because it did happen, Oraldis Chapman. It's funny you did mention what I, we were talking about. The Oraldis Chapman trade that did occur this year set a precedent for the reliever market. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did mention to you in our conversations and to others that last year, the number one reliever, uh, the best slate, uh, excuse me, save uh, pitcher, pitcher with the most saves, Josh Hader. He was traded last year. Um, He was traded for three players. He was traded for a top uh, six prospect. He was traded for a run tool piece, and he was also traded for a player that played three games for the Milwaukee Brewers. Robert Gasser was the top prospect that they re they received. He was the left-hander. They also got uh, Taylor Rogers, who was the run tool, who was atrocious for the Brewers. And then they got uh, Asturia Ruiz. I'm probably botching his name, but he only played three games for him. He was also involved in the three-team deal that got them Wilson Contreras and whatnot. We all know how that worked out. But the point is, is that they only got one like viable piece for the future um and he wasn't even ranked in the san diego padre system so he becomes their number six ranked pitcher he probably moved up you know being that it's been some time since that deal but the the key to that was that josh Hader is 10 years younger than robinson you know what i'm saying so you know we probably could have got that player that you wanted if he was a little bit younger, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he was a little bit younger, you get, yes, that, you get that deal that you want. You know what I'm saying? So I think other teams know that. They also know that, yo, he's a run to. They probably, the Mets probably going to be, like, one of the favorites for him to get, you know, kind of go back to and shit. And, you know, right. he, it's funny enough, you did mention to me moments ago, he just now picked up a save for the Marlins. So, you know, and we also won without him by picking up a save without him being the guy saving the game. So who knows? Win-win, you know, in the short-term window. But... You know, it is what it is. That's just how us digesting it, you know. Um, there was a lot of outrage on Twitter. You know, there was a lot of outrage. Yeah. Um, we did. We decided to kind of like, you know, bookmark some tweets. We want to just give you guys the climate of what did occur. So I'm going to read you some tweets based off what did occur. And, um, yeah, we're going to we want to incorporate the fans in this deal. You know, like we want to we want to give people like a, a, a inside view into the podcast. You know, we want to give them a. A place, you know, for their for the word to be shared and without them even knowing. And uh, this right. is what it is to be a Mets fan. Uh, shout out to Eric at Queens, uh, New Life underscore twenty. Bullshit trade. Robertson, one of the few likable guys on the team. <laughs> uh, moving 
out to my boy Sal. I, I, I share some tweets with Sal. Sal's a good guy. Uh, F. Billy and Nepler. Worst GM in baseball. Wake the F up, Steve Cohen. Your organization is an embarrassment. Uh, some positivity here. Wayne Randazzo. We all know Wayne Randazzo. Uh, can't think of a harder fan base to sell 18-year-old prospects years away from the big leagues on the New York Met fans. It's pretty true. Uh, shout out to Shea was better. I guess he's talking about Shea Stadium, Liberty City Field. He says, or she, quote, the Mets should sell their rentals and get whatever possible call, can get whatever they can possibly get because this season is a wash, end quote. Quote, they do exactly this. End quote. Start another quote. This guy's just quoting everything. Who cares about the prospects? I want to win a World Series title right now. End quote. So I guess he's he's commenting on like you know the, the moments we have. One moment we're kind of swaying one way, and then we do something, and then we sway the other way. So he kind of sums up um, Met fans pretty much there. Uh, let's go through a few more. Uh, Mark Mark uh, Luino, who's a giraffe neck Mark, he does the Mets Up podcast. He he says. Uh, Francisco Alvarez was the Mets' 13th ranked prospect according to MLB Pipeline in 2019. He was behind big prospects like Shervin, Sherwin Newton, Anthony Kay, Thomas Boecki, who was garbage for the Mets, Franklin Colomi, and Desmond Lindsay. Do you know any of those players besides Boecki? Um, some of them might be bagging groceries. I'm not sure. <laughs> he follows up that tweet with Ellie De La Cruz was actually unranked in the Reds top 30 prospects at the end of the 2021 season how about that one that's pretty crazy man I mean I mean there, there's always outliers like yeah, that like that, sure. that 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 is crazy though yeah, yeah that is for sure um we'll go through we'll go through like two more let's see here let's see here uh my man Nemo Nemo OBP uh, the Mets have failed him, meaning Robertson. You losers. He wanted to be here. He showed he could succeed in New York. And the rest of the team effed him over. Shameful. Interesting. Um, he actually showed he could play in New York many years ago with the Yankees, to be fair. Um, yeah. I didn't, that was a little confusing. Yeah. Maybe he might be a little young. Who knows? Um, the rest of the team effed him over. Well... There might be some truth there, to be fair. I mean, you know, it also sucks that your best reliever that you were supposed to set up for, his knee exploded, you know, so that sucks. But he might be right here. Uh, the team is full of losers, to be fair. The team is not full of winners. So. Um, yes. Dissecting that tweet, it is what it is. Pretty, like, halfway on both sides. Last tweet, Jersey Guy Tim tweets at the two prospects we acquired who are about to go in, you know, a little detail about they are Vogelback 2.0 and 3.0. And he's referring to Marco Vargas and Ronald Hernandez. Marco Vargas is an infielder projected to be a second baseman. And Ronald Hernandez is a defensive catcher who we acquired. And yeah, Vogelback 2.0, Vogelback 3.0. I'm not too sure about that. Um, that's, that's, that's a little tough, man. I don't know. I want to say something before we continue. The hate on Vogelback, I've I've been one of the people who've hated on him, but you like he's been one of the more consistent people since he's like since that little stretch where he needed his little mental break, mm-hmm. he's been one of the more consistent bats and people continue to ask for him not to be in the lineup for a team that is below five hundred and him being one of the more consistent hitters. 
A little stupid. Let me ask you something. You know, you just brought something up. Very, you're, you're so intelligent. I have to give you, I'm, I mean that. Thank you, I appreciate it. No, you as well. No, well, thank you. The, the mental break. Nobody talks about that. I wonder, I, I, I genuinely wonder what happened. It helped. He, he, like, he must have really, he must have really been suffering. He really well, must have. Look, because he took, think about it. A week and a half off, it was it was a week and a half off, right? And then do you gotta think back to even further? Tommy Pham was again playing time, and he was like, "I just need to get in the cage." And he told he was very blunt about you know what he did during his process after being benched for quite a few games. He was like, "Yo, I was just in the cage, and I was I was hidden until I found blisters on my hands." Like, so maybe Vogelback, maybe he wasn't going in that deep. But Bam ended up being the hottest hitter on the team afterwards. And maybe Vogelback needed some time to, you know, hitters need time. Hitters need, you know, time to adjust. He he probably understood, he probably took it as, like, I ain't working hard enough. Maybe some. I'm maybe. Right. Yeah, it's very, very much possible. Maybe it was, yeah. like, a, not an indirect, but, like, a, a message a veteran sends, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I got you. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, if I remember from some of the reports, Vogelback was, like, like nonstop in the in the batting cage after like well, yeah. not after but during the um the mental break like he was trying his hardest to work on his swing and whatnot so I mean if if we you know what we should we should tweet out that's something maybe you should do to take a look at when he did that mental break or when he took that mental break and his his numbers since that might be like you know that might actually tell you a lot about like being a fan you know what I'm saying because I know it's hard yeah. to play in New York and I I'm not trying to baby him. Yeah, I don't want to even make this a Vogelback thing, but, like, we tend to kind of – we're very critical when we just don't like somebody and we don't even give them a second yeah. chance. You know what I'm saying? It's real hard yeah. for Met fans or yeah. baseball fans in New York to do that second chance, you know, shit. And I get it. Maybe if we was winning, they'd probably be on some, like, yo, we got to chill, fall back on him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But he has been pretty solid. I mean, you, whether you like him or not, like, you can't deny it. You know, you don't want to watch him. All right, cool. But, like, you can't sit here and say he's, like, completely garbage because he's actually been, like, maybe top five hitter since the since the, the, the mental break. You know, he's been a high. He's yeah, he's been, he's been very effective. Yeah, yeah. in his short he's, time. He's like, yeah. like, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, I think it happens across the board, too, not just with him because, I mean, like, People forgave Lindor last year and then this year because we're not winning. Yeah. He his feet get held to the fire. So McNeil's another one. So yeah. I think we just want to see winning and and you know a lot of a lot of the 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 lore of winning kind of clouds our judgment. That's a fact, bro. That's a fact. Um, before we wrap up and we go into the the main topic of the episode, um, Ronald Hernandez, the defensive catcher we got from Miami. He's 19 years old. Uh, he was signed down to Venezuela, and Venezuela is a little bit of a hub for catchers. We have a Venezuelan catcher as is, uh, Francisco Alvarez. So right. Salvador Perez is another one. Um, yeah, he's been pretty solid for them. I mean, he's batting 298, and he's actually not known for his bat. Um, you know, he's slashing 464, and, uh, and he, he's slugging 452. So he's getting on base at, at, a, at a pretty solid rate, and he's slugging pretty solid. I mean, it's pretty good. They're saying he revamped his swing that he's like you know getting into more of a contact uh, approach so it is what it is you know it's a young catcher you know catchers are not really known for their offensive production but maybe he's one of those guys that can balance that out so shout out to him uh marco vargas who is the 
pretty you know pretty much the prize of the deal. Um, he was batting a robust 283, getting on base 457, and he was slugging 442 for a second baseman. And um, he was actually playing a lot of shortstop down there. Um, so, you know, maybe he's a little versatile player. Um, he's considered to be in the midseason top 50 prospects at that level. Um, he's going to, they, they kind of project both players to be everyday players. Um, but their, their call up time is like 2026, 2027. So it's going to take some time. They're really young. You know, then one, they can't even buy beer yet. So it is what it is. Um, so hey, look, you got two young, promising players for a 38-year-old rental. It is what it is. Shout out Billy Eppler. It's pretty solid move. Um, so this move, um, this move kind of set a lot of dominoes into effect. Um, we quickly noticed that Max Scherzer was very upset. And we all know who Max Scherzer is and who he is to, to, to represent. You know, he's, he's very pro player. We all know what he's done in the past for the, the Players Association. And uh, Max Scherzer wants to win. Max Scherzer's a Hall of Famer. We understand where he stands. But Max Scherzer came out with some quotes. And he said, you know, he feels like the direction of the franchise needs to be, you know, questioned. He needs to talk to Billy. He needs to talk to, you know, Steve. He needs to know what's going on. He doesn't feel like trading David Robertson while being like six or seven games back in a wild card, not even the division, because in the division we're like 20 games back or some shit. He wants to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he asked a lot of uncomfortable questions. And, you know, without calling out the, the front office, he kind of called them out. It's like, yo, what y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you just do this without telling nobody, but that's kind of what teams do when they decide to kind of like, you know, sell. Pretty much, you know, just admit to selling. Uh, what were your thoughts on that comment, man? The sense of entitlement was unreal. Um, he just, he sounded so, he sounded like a big baby. Like, <laughs> it was just like, I, oh my God, just whining. Like, hey, you know, let me know if you guys are going to sell. I mean, you guys really shouldn't. We're only seven games out. You know, even though it, it's the player's fault, just, you know, you guys shouldn't be doing this, but no, wait, don't, don't blame me. Don't, don't, don't bring up my shit and me being ass this year right. or, you know what I mean? Like when we start talking about, you know, where the direction of the team is going, like, bro, he want he took some accountability for where the team was at and, you know, in the direction that it was going, but bro, part of this is your fault. Yeah, It I mean, is. It just is, bro. What if the front office came to him and asked him, like, where's your, where's the direction of your production going when we, when he pitches shit in big moments? Yeah, like, bro, like, come on, like, like, part of this is your issue. The reason why we didn't win the division is your issue. The the reason why, part, part of the reason why we didn't win the division, part of the reason why we didn't win um, the the wild card round was your fault. Like, it just is, bro. So you got to take it on the chin. I mean. Of course, a team will be looking to sell the seven games behind the wild card with about six teams in front of them. Like, it, it just makes sense. Two plus two is equaling four, bro. So I don't understand what his gripe was. Um, but uh, I think all of Mets fam- fandom, Mets Twitter, all that, I think that was, like, the the final straw yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I mean, look, he's getting $43 million a year. And he's out here, yeah. you know, he's out here. He pitches really good. He pitches really good against like, you know, the Nationals and shit. And, you know. Oh, and he he felt real good to puff out his chest. Yeah, when right. pitching good against the Nationals. Yeah, a little bit of a fraud in my opinion because when the yeah. when the Braves come to town, you know, they they, they do 
Papao. You know, if you don't know what Papao is, you know, just watch a Max Scherzer start against the Braves. So the domino effect. He spoke up, called out the front office, and with less than 24 hours later, there's rumblings all over Twitter. John Heyman, Jeff Passan, and all Met, all the Met B writers are like, "Yo, they are in deep talks. This is happening now. Max Scherzer is gonna get traded." And we're, you know, me and you are actually hanging out. We're, you know, we're, we're enjoying our freaking Saturday. We, we haven't even hung out like that. You know, we're going to the museum. We're enjoying the good weather. We're just trying to have a chill day. Not even talk. Not really talking yeah. about the Mets. We're just chilling. You know. Yeah. And we can't help it, but we're looking at our phones. Alert here. Alert there. Max shirts are here. Max shirts are there. Trade clause this. Trade clause that. Wave this. Wave that. And to sum it all up, Max shirts are got dealt. Max Scherzer no longer is a New York Met. This is officially a throwback jersey. I have Hallelujah. no idea what to do with it. Use it as a washcloth. Put it, put it, put it, <laughs> make it a mop. You know what I mean? Put it on the stick of a mop, bro. Because that shit's worth nothing. Someone's telling me I should put it in a frame. Some people are telling me to donate it to, you know, put, you know Yusef. Put it in a frame. No, no, fuck that. Put it in a frame. Yeah, Are like you kidding me? Famer, all this goodness. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I guess I'll just keep it. I won't. I probably should have did what you did with your Max Scherzer jersey. Um, we'll put that in the video. So, so you can see, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll keep it. You know, it sucks that, you know, usually a lot of the jerseys I buy, they come back to haunt me when I have a player on the uh, name on the back. That's why I'm not sure if I should buy Alvarez's jersey because I'll curse him. But it is what it is. Um, <laughs> so Max Scherzer is gone. We got rid of Max Scherzer. There was a little bit of a holdup, some, uh, some shit about, you know, will his money be guaranteed next season? Pretty much he wanted to make sure – he had full control of his money. He wanted to make sure he was solid, like, you know, he was okay with being in Texas. I get it. It is what it is. Sayonara, my mans. We, we are very happy to see you go. We were very happy to see you yes. get here. And it just didn't work out, bro. It just didn't work out. But the best part about this is that what we got in return, the Mets. The Mets did a good thing here. Well, the, Mets, the before I get into what we got back, the Mets had to – Come to some sort of agreement with the Texas Rangers. The Mexican, the, the Mets agreed to pay thirty-three million dollars of what was left of Max's deal, and then Texas would pick up the rest. So they didn't go the full length of the forty-three this year, and whatever was guaranteed next year, because that'll be the Texas Rangers' problem. You know, let's not forget that Max Scherzer is also still getting paid by the Nationals. Max Scherzer is, right. is getting paid by a lot of people here. Um, so the Mets are paying him thirty-three mil. Uh, I guess Texas is paying him somewhere in the twenties or something like that, and. He actually waived the right for his option to be just included and guaranteed. So he's pretty much a Texas Ranger no matter what next year. And um, that'll be the final year of his deal. Whatever happens to him happens. It is what it is. Maybe he retires, goes off into the sunset. The Texas Rangers are in a big, big, big race for a contend for one of the contending teams of the World Series. So who knows? Maybe he chokes it for them too, hopefully, you know, praying on it. Hopefully, yeah. Now, I, I actually was rooting for the Rangers to actually do damage. Now I kind of want them. I'm, I'm praying on their downfall, so it is what it is. But um, what we got back in return for paying that $33 million, we got back Acuna. Not yeah. That, not that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> we got back Mets acquired infield prospect. Luis Angel Acuna, the brother of the great Ronald Acuna. So, the Mets guy, and he, not only is he the brother of Acuna, you know, he's pretty fucking good. He's one of the best yeah. prospects in baseball. You know, he was actually yeah. 44 overall in the whole league. 
he will shoot straight up to our rankings. He'll probably be our number one prospect. That's what I heard. You know, he'll shoot over uh, Kevin Parada and I guess Williams or whatever, and, and Mauricio, whatever the rankings are, because you know that constantly changes. But your thoughts? We got an Acuna. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited, man. Like it. I don't know. The last name alone kind of just, you know, it makes me feel good, even though he's coming to the Mets. You know, it's, it's like you don't want to ruin a good thing that's going. Uh, Luis Angel, he's, he's slashing uh, 315, 377, three, uh, 453. He has 25 doubles, seven home runs, 51 RBIs. He is like, currently – he sounds like Ronald. <laughs> um, yes, he uh, – he only has three people ahead of him in the minors with more hits. Um, he has forty. He, he's leading the he's leading the minors in stolen bases. He has forty two in eighty four games. By the way, wow, that's insane. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of people are saying he'll shoot up to being our number one prospect. Obviously, as you noted, um, you know number four forty four across the entire uh, league. If you watch him hit, it, he looks just like his brother. It's it's kind of scary. It does with the hand placement and the yeah, it, it's so scary. It like from top to bottom, even how he actually looks, like his frame, his his batting stance, his accessories, everything. He looks just like his brother. Even the mannerisms, you know, like just the little yeah. the tendencies. He does. He looks like a yeah. smaller version. He's definitely shorter than him. But uh, yeah, he is. They actually asked Ronald about it. They were like, "Yo." Ronald said, I was more talented at that age, but he's farther along than me. So he's way past where I was. And he's not, not saying his brother's not as talented, but he was pretty much saying like, yo, I was pretty much playing off my talent. I wasn't progressively as good of a player, like rounded out than he was, which is pretty good. I mean, that's pretty, you know, that shows a lot what the Texas Rangers do down there with their farm system. So shout out to them. Um, yep. What, what, before we before we get into the next segment, there would have been a bigger return if Max wasn't owed so much money and that player option was there because it kind of screwed Texas to kind of acquire a player like that with a player option. So they had to bend a little bit because, you know, we essentially gave him that option. So it's like our fault, essentially, you know, for giving him that. Advice. Yeah. So, um if he didn't have that option, I fully would have expected maybe an arm to be thrown in there or some shit like that and, you know, to make the deal a lot juicier. But we had to we had to pretty much meet in the middle. So it is what it is. They want Max Scherzer for the long haul, well, not the long haul, the short haul, to go into the postseason. And we get, for our long haul, hopefully a future all-star. So, I mean, in my personal opinion, I don't want to ruffle your feathers, but I think that's a Billy Upland masterclass. Your thoughts? This specific trade, yes. Uh, I'm willing to put down my sword and agree with you that this is definitely Billy Epler's for now, for now. But on paper, he hit a home run with this. This is his magnum opus. This is his this is what Christopher Nolan is to Oppenheimer. This is Billy Epler to this trade. You know what I mean? Like this is his best work. I mean, hey, listen, you got to, every dog has his day. You feel me? Um, yeah. I want to touch yeah, sometimes you run into one. Yeah, hey, look, you know what? You <laughs> might run into one or you might run into about five because at the beginning of this year, the Mets did not have right-handed pitcher Coleman Crow. The Mets did not have right-handed pitcher Landon Margot. 
The Mets did not have infielder Marco Vargas. The Mets did not have catcher Ronald Hernandez. And the Mets did not have infielder prospect Luis Angel Acuna. Nickname, you know, Acunita. So, hey, look, listen. He's getting the farm together. He's doing what the owner wanted. The owner said, it's on TV for everyone. The owner said, yo, I want to cut the salary. I want to build the farm up. And I want to make sure that we're sustainable. So he's doing what he's doing, man. I mean, I know the owner says some shit about three to five years plan to win, but hey, man, he, I think he knows he fucked up by saying that shit. You know, it's, it's right. Mets fans' fault for believing that shit. Like, if it was like a Bible verse, but hey, he, he he's keeping his word about the farm and making sure that everything is, you know, kind of coming up through there and not spending 400, 500 mil on, on, a, on, a, on a team that, you know, may not win. Right. You know? Overall, Billy Upler, has he redeemed himself in your eyes? No. Fuck no. No, he hasn't. No. Everybody wants to shout from the rooftops, oh, I'm sorry, Billy. Oh, we owe him an apology. Shout out to Brandon, but you're wildin'. Um, Oh, we owe him an apology. Oh, Billy Upler this, Billy Upler that. Just, I mean, giving him all the praise in the world, like, he deserves it. Your GM is GMing. Your GM is my, 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 oh, oh, so my GM is doing his job now. Yeah. Congratulations. We're, we're, we're three years in. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Or two years in. Two years I'm in. so happy for you. Yeah. Hey, Thank look. you for doing your job, Billy. I, re- I really appreciate it. No GM is going to be perfect. You find me a perfect No GM is... No, you're absolutely right. No GM is going to be perfect. I'm just asking for competence. And he hasn't brought me that. Well, what do you call... This trade... He's been competent what, this year. A failure. I call it a failure. Well, he's been he's been all right. So let me ask you something. If we fail, how do you handle? Do you handle a failure with adding failure to it or adding some no, 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 no. promise to it? But, but the but the failure was not expected to happen, regardless. Like it it it, it almost got to a point where they thought it was it was you know uh, bulletproof that it couldn't happen. I agree. With some of the with, with a lot of the moves that were made, with a lot of the money that was spent, so the fact that it did happen makes it like I I, I appreciate the cover up. I appreciate them trying to fix their mess. That's what you're supposed to do if you're trying to build a, a competent organization. But you created the mess. It, it's only right that you fix it. He also created a mess that won 101 games. And, and what did it end in, Keith? Well, hear me out. There's credit to go around. There's also of course, criticism. of course. So there's credit and criticism. So let's be fair. Of course. I don't think he's a good GM. I just want to put out. I don't think he's good. I don't. I don't want to. I'm not. No, I'm, I think you're playing devil's advocate, which is fine. I'm clearly playing devil's advocate. I'm the more critical of the manager. I have clear hatred towards the people who is managing. The, I'm not just not just Buck. I'm talking about all the man the the coaches. It goes for all of them. hitting, the pitching, the catch, all of it. Actually, the ha- right. catching coach has been good because he's worked with Aldi, so it's okay. I think his name is Glenn Sherlock. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember the, the managers, uh, the coaches' names like that. All I know is Buck kissed my ass. Point is, uh, stick on that. <laughs> this is all about Apple. criticism. It's credit. What's the biggest criticism of Billy Upler? Biggest criticism is. Is oof. um are we talking about a specific move or the entire he's tenure? Years. He's been for two years. He, okay. Keyshawn's biggest criticism of the general manager Billy Upper. 
my my biggest criticism stems from last year is is kind of a domino effect which is not doing nothing at the trade deadline and then not addressing the dh role which still has yet to be addressed fair i agree i think for me the biggest criticism is acquiring darren Ruff. okay so yeah we're hand in hand right that is something we have yet to recover from i actually i truly believe we have suffered almost a year plus from that one deal and that one deal could go down as one of the worst deals this organization has made. It's, it's, it's generational LOL Mets. It'll go in the Hall of Fame, general LOL Mets. It'll be up there in the rafters. Right. He right. traded four human beings for that man, along with J.D. Davis, who we all wanted out. We ain't like homeboy. We ain't like him. We yeah, he wasn't good. We wanted him out, but he's doing good in San Francisco, proving people wrong. Shout out to him. It is what it is. But I don't want you here. I, 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 I ain't like you. Right. Are you gone? Go prosper over there. Do your thing for the Giants. Shout out to them. It is what it is. No beef. But he traded four people, whether they shit or not. Whether those people are garbage or not. Those four people or three, whatever. Whatever was added with JD. That's, you know, that hinders the farm. Those are slots that can be used, you know, that are, that can be used in other trades or whatever. So I didn't like that. Right. Along with the fact that that is mirrored with the dh you know what i'm trying to say that is a mirror of the dh yeah. not being addressed that in a yeah. way that's how they addressed it so it was it, right. it, it combusts into one bomb Oppenheimer. you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> it's one of those yeah. shits. i got it. <laughs> in, in, in in the effect of this year being your dh as tommy fam the credit is there to fight the criticism but i believe that the criticism outweighs the credit in that aspect because Tommy Pham, too, by too much. Absolutely. Tommy Pham only covers the fact that the DH was fixed. He doesn't cover the fact that four people in the farm were moved that could have been dealt elsewhere, that could have been developed further, or could have been just outrighted in whatever way because we didn't get anything back but a guy with brittle wrists who the fan base genuinely hated. And right. unfortunately, going back to the mental health thing, the man suffered a loss in his family and, and Met fans didn't let up on him which is very unfortunate. You know, we have to do better. Moving on to the other guy who had mental health problems, Vogelback, who's been a lot more productive, significantly more productive. Biggest credit is going to get Kodak Senga, though, for me. Because at least you can sit here and say, next two, three years, you got a really good pitcher on your hand. And I think the best part about Billy Upley is that he has the Japanese connections. So there's a lot of this with Epler. There's a lot of up, a lot of down. There's a lot of give. There's a lot of take. I think some of the bullpen decisions are one of his biggest criticisms too. The, like the, 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 the whole yes, Trevor Gott thing. I'm not. I'm still not understanding the whole Trevor Gott thing. You know. Chris Flexen. Yep. Uh, what? You know, like. Or okay, like, like all right, like I felt like that trade was bigger than what it should have been, and it for it was for marginal talent. You know. He wanted control of a pitcher that might not be good. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those I don't know, but I don't know why. He 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 also DFA'd the other pitcher, and that I think that pitcher has like three quality starts for the Rockies now. I think Seattle, right? Uh, no, no, he came from Seattle, but oh, he, he came from okay. He was on, on he was on Seattle, and then. Uh, now he's on the Rockies, and he's he's doing well there. So you DFA'd him for no reason. Yeah, I mean, look, that is also, 
conducive to why Billy Upthor is really bad when it comes to the bullpen. So it's another give and take. You, you get a good starter, and then you, you know you get this. Now, one thing that we both agree on was bringing back Carlos Carrasco. That, that, that was you're setting yourself up right. to fail. There's no need for that. Yes. Um, yes. And I guess the the the, the levy of picks we picks. You hear me? What am I talking about? The levy of prospects that we acquired this year on a down year, uh, effectively. You know, it's a plus. You know, something he can hang his head on. There's not many things he can hang his head on. So, but moving Max Scherzer, depending on whether you look at it or not, how you look at it, or, you know, whether it's like, damn, we have to, we have to still pay him thirty-three million dollars, but at least he's gone. Right. It's something that you can kind of like flip between the criticism and the credit. You know, I, 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 I get it. You know, now, would it? Would it behoove you to believe that he can maneuver another deal that involves Justin Verlander? We don't know. You know, the return, who knows? How would you view that deal? Would you would, would it give you a little bit more comfort knowing that that's another deal that can provide a stability in the future and Epler's at the, the forefront of that because Epler was very, very big on bringing him to New York. Right. Um he, I think he said it himself today after the game against the Nationals that they won that, uh, you know, obviously Max getting dealt changes things for JV. Um, he does control his own destiny, he said, because of his no-trade clause. Um, we also know that LA has been sniffing around to see if, you know, him, Fam, Canna are available. They've been heavily interested in JV, according to reports. Um, if he decides to trade JV and JV signs off on it, we're able to get competent prospects from a team that is very, very, very good and well off when it comes to uh, developing prospects. Yeah, they're very rich. Uh, they're yeah, they're they're very they're probably one of the best that we've seen the past ten years when it comes to developing prospects. So, um, I would be I would definitely be open to it as much as I honestly like I've grown to enjoy JV and you know some of the starts that he's had. We don't have any direction of where we're going this season. All we know is that, you know, we're in sell mode. If we win, we win. But we're doing we're trying to do it with house money now. Um and I just don't think that we actually it's quite fascinating. You said we don't have a direction. I actually think I know the direction. We're trying to sell and win. Real fast. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, we're trying to sell and win. But don't yeah, it, 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 it almost is one of those situations where you're not sure how to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think there is a right way to do that. Yeah. Like, it's very difficult to assess because you're gutting your team, but you still have core pieces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, but I mean, that yeah. that that happened with the, the Yankees not too long ago when they got Glaber right. in a trade. Uh, I think it was for, for oh, Chapman or yeah. for Miller. Yes. Um, you know, they, they traded a few guys and they were able to get above 500 and you know, challenge for a wild card. So it's possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But when it pertains to JV, I don't think that him himself wants to be here, you know, playing for a team in the middle of August and the heat that's not really going anywhere. I think that, you know, he has a, he has a timetable himself, being that he's 40. Um, so with that being said, I just think that it just makes sense for all parties to just depart ways. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't work. It is what it is. No, no hard feelings. Um, JV, you know, he had, he had, he definitely contributed to us being sellers at the deadline. But of late, he's been amazing. So yeah. definitely, it seemed like the Dodgers could use him. He's been good since like probably June. 
very good. Yeah, late June. Yep. He's been very good, actually. I mean, I don't see why he... If I were him, if I was to look at the mirror and say, I'm pitching the way I'm pitching, I want right. to pitch for a winner. Right now, the Mets are... Yeah. So, yeah. if he waives that no-trade clause, I'm sure it's either... It's got to be for two teams. It's only two teams, in my honest opinion. He's not going to waive his no-trade clause to go pitch for the, for the Reds. No. He's waving it no. to go pitch in Houston. He's waving it to yeah. go pitch for the Dodgers. Now, if Houston yeah. wants to bring back their Cy Young, you know, b- beloved child, all right, cool. Uh, I mean, I, I, I could see it. I also don't know. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. That's one of those, I don't know. But I definitely can see it for the Dodgers. I can absolutely. You know why I can see it more for the Dodgers? Because look who they're getting. They're getting Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly. Yeah. You know, they're getting all these veterans. They're stocking up. Yeah, they're yeah. stocking up veteran-wise clearly for a run, and they want depth on depth. And, like, the funny thing about them, if you take a contrast between them and the New York Mets, the Mets were going to try to make a postseason run with kids. The Dodgers have kids, and I guarantee you, they're not going to keep all of them up there, you know, for this postseason run. They, they're they like, no, 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 no. Y'all had the games. Y'all got your innings in. You yeah. Know? Now the postseason run comes in, we're gonna go with the vets. I could definitely see that. You know, yeah. that, that, that's a very, that's a Golden State uh, Warriors type of deal. Without yeah, without without without. Without. Yeah. So I see it. Whereas, like, yo, we could get Verlander, and Verlander could really stretch us. He could get us to where we need to go. National League is kind of shitty. Let's be real. You just gotta beat the Braves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and if he's the fourth starter or the third starter on the Dodgers against the Braves, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yep. You know, and I know for a fact, I know for a fact the Mets will get more for JV than Max. I, I guarantee there's, there, there, yeah. he has that best oh, yeah. option where he has to pitch X amount of innings to get his money. You damn well know JV is going to do that because he wants to get his money. So he's pretty much guaranteed to do nothing but play for the Dodgers. That's a better return for the Mets. Guaranteed. You're not just going to get one prospect. 100%. Two, yeah. Maybe three. I would be shocked if we get three, but we're definitely getting two. Sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 are so rich in that department when it comes to young players that I'm, I'll am i I'll pack his bags for him. I mean, Kay Upton could come too. I mean, I'll pack her bags. Yeah, she's mid. Get out of here. Yeah, she's. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's <laughs> Nobody cares about her. Whatever. <laughs> Some shit's just tied to the tongue. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. Uh, all right, look, listen, we did a lot of talking. We gave y'all content that we haven't given y'all all month. Listen, we, we, we royally fucked up. You know what I'm saying? My brother had audio issues. <laughs> I fucked up a pod. Schedule was shitty, and we were mad because the Mets suck. But we're here. We're here. Yeah. The Mets are pretty much going to be teasing y'all for another month and a half. We're going to give y'all content. We're going to talk about them. We're going to do what we can. But listen, shit is a wrap, y'all. Shit is a wrap. Yeah, it's, it's over. Stop stop wishing upon a star on Twitter saying that they're going to go on a run. Please, I, I please, I'm begging y'all, shut the hell up because it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just just enjoy what's happening with with the kids, with, with Francisco Alvarez. You know what I mean? Hope that, you know, Lindor continues to hit his bombs. Vientos gets playing time. Blah, 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 blah. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's Prepare it. for next year. Vento's playing well, by the way. Um, he's he's hitting the ball. That's all you can ask for. But anyways. Um, he's making contact, finally. Yeah. So that's good. So 
here's the plan. Here's the plan. We're gonna we're gonna give you guys an idea of what's gonna happen. We're gonna have some episodes. We're gonna talk. We're gonna be funny. We're gonna be quirky. We're gonna give you guys content. We're also gonna give you some like solid baseball stuff. We have it all lined up. So stay tuned. Stay with us. We'll even be here in the off season. So just stay with us. Um, we're also, you know, we're joining up with some guys over at the Morning Brew. Shout out to them. Those guys are really. I love cool. them. We're doing a whole Met show with them. You know, um, we will be there consistently. You know, we we both will be available. So shout out to those guys. Um, give them a follow. Give them a retweet. Those guys are awesome. And um, before we wrap it up, we're not gonna do Bozo and Amazing of the Week. We're not doing that because everyone's a Bozo on this team, especially Max Scherzer. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's sandstone. Everybody's a Bozo. Even though Billy Upper is the Amazing of the Week. Fine, but anyways, neither here nor there. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Barbenheimer, give the give the people out there the true details, brother. You experienced it. You did it. Talk to me. Yeah, I did. I, I did both movies in one day. Definitely a mistake. Definitely not the b- way to go. I shouldn't have done that. We watched uh, due to availability and just being lazy. Me and my friends did not purchase tickets ahead of time. So I watched uh, Barbie in the afternoon. It was around like four or five o'clock. And then I watched um, Oppenheimer at like 11 at night. And boy, that was rough. <laughs> Um, Barbie was a great movie. It was it was very enjoyable. Okay. If if you haven't watched it, please go watch it. Oppenheimer, man, Fire. I was. I, it was good for when I was up, but when I wasn't up, I was in Snooze City. I was gone. I was knocked out. I had to get woken up when the bomb was about to go off. When the countdown was happening, I kept getting shrugged. You know what I mean? From my friend. Kept trying to wake me up, and I just wasn't trying to wait. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to. You know what I mean, I wasn't trying to wake up for to see that. But the last, the last forty five minutes of that movie is incredible. Yes, the performances in that movie are incredible. Yes, the visuals, the sound, it's it's a wonderful movie. Uh, I have to watch it again though, and and be like up and alive and cognizant of what's going on though for a full three hours. It was. Uh... Was a joy to watch me me and wifey definitely made it a business made it our business to go watch it we saw it thursday we were we were very excited uh she's a history nut so am i powerful very important film in american history highly recommended if you're a history nut very important film christopher nolan i'm a big critic of his this is tremendous work by him tremendous work by him robert downey jr at his peak at his peak beautiful performance uh Miss Emily Blunt, God bless you. Wow, wow, powerful, powerful. Very good, very, very good. Um, Florence Pugh, ugly titties, but did good, but did very well. Very traffic good. cones. She yeah, got tra- the traffic, traffic cones. Titties, but it, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not, not, not a, not, yeah. Um, uh, Celia Murphy, man. How about that, man? Yeah, he was great. He was fantastic. I think we're going to get a lot of Halloween costumes with motherfuckers with a top hat. And like a, 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 yeah, a, a cigar and like an overcoat and all that. Yeah, uh, suspenders and all that. That's actually definitely going to happen. Uh, either that or, you know, I'm going to see a, a bunch of fake Ken dolls and, and Barbie dolls. Right? Ken dolls and Barbies. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to seeing the Barbies. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, wrong with that. Um, but the streets are saying, though, as good as Barbenheimer was, Mission Impossible was better than both. What are your thoughts? I fall under that umbrella. Oof. I'm, I'm, hey man. Uh, Shane says, we got, we got, we got, we got that. That, that's like definitely in the works. 
you know, like, oh, yeah. just a movie. Yeah. Maybe talk about sports movies, even though, like, they're all kind of somewhat, you know, bunched together in some fashion. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I got to watch it. Tom Cruise is a beast. Anybody who shits on He's Tom beast, Cruise, man. you don't know both. Respectfully, you don't know both. No. If you shit on Tom Cruise, so. Tom Cruise is um, my favorite weirdo, 100%. Yeah, man, that guy is awesome, man. Um, so far, though, I have to say I'm still in the, you know, I'm a very biased guy. So Across the Spider-Verse is still the best movie I saw this year, but... Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, won't, I wouldn't argue that. I definitely am no. excited. I got to definitely check out Barbie. I definitely got to check out um, Mission Impossible. Um, Transformers was fun. They could have casted yeah, fun movie. you to play the role, you know? So, yeah. you know, shout out to the Boricuas out there. Um, and um, I believe there's more movies on the way. It's a good movie year, even though we have the strike happening. So, shout out to the to the, to the the movie junkies. We wanted to give you guys a little bit of an ending that didn't involve the, the, the shitty Mets and all everything that's going on. But, um, yeah, man, we we at the end of the episode. We, we, we gave y'all four weeks off of listening to our dumbasses and, and, and evaluating absolute nonsense. So, we're back. Hopefully, you guys can give us a like, retweet, follow, subscription, all that, whatever the hell that is. You know, yep. We genuinely do appreciate it. You know, we, 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 you know, we, we try our hardest to kind of be who we are in, in every way. And um, yeah, man, support doesn't cost a thing. So shout out to you guys who are tuning in. And um, yeah, we're definitely going to try and be a lot more consistent. You want to check me and my brother out on the morning brew. We're going to be helping those guys out with a lot of baseball stuff. Um, shout out to all the fellas there. You know, James Olin, Eddie Presti, uh, Jigaman. Shout out to all three of you guys. And um, yeah, any last words, brother? Man, let's. Uh, I got a question before yeah. when we wrap this up. Um, give me, give me, give me some names of who you think will no longer be on this team by the next episode. Cano, for sure. That's Cano. that's the only, that's that's the only one, or what do you think? If I, had to I think Tom Cam is a given. It's probably Fam Cana. It can't be both of them because you. you can't do both of them. One of them has to go. It might be Fam actually. Fam doesn't have an option. Canna does. So the the Mets probably feel like you know the, the value is more with Canna because you can keep him for cheaper. Fam has done very well, and you can sell that. Um. So all right, right. I'm not change my answer. Definitely Fam. I'm gonna say Verlander sixty forty. I'm gonna say sixty forty. Oh okay. He'll go. All right. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a little spin. I think they find a way, personally, I think they find a way to sell Omar Narvaez. And I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling that they're going to bring back Nito on some feel-good story bullshit and move Narvaez and make sure that Alvarez is the number one bona fide catcher. Because Narvaez is kind of it's stinky, so I think they, they actually yeah. kind of want to get rid of him. So yeah. that's it. I, honestly, I think they're they're almost like done for business. I think they've they've done all they can, to be fair. I mean... There's nothing much more that I think they could sell because it's kind of dry, to be fair. I mean, I don't I don't see. I mean, I don't know. These surprises happen, but it's probably JV and, and fan, to be fair. What about you? I think uh, I'm going to go left field with some of these. So I think fam is a given off rip. Um, I think they try to find a way with JV, but maybe they don't like the return, so they just end up keeping him. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and I'm going to go, it's going to be a little weird, but I'm going to go Vogelback and Quintana. Quintana, I see. I definitely see Quintana. 
Um, I think it's a lot more valuable than cookie. I mean, everyone knows cookie stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Vogelback, he's in his last year of arbitration. I think they picked it up or some shit like that. I mean, I don't know yeah. the details of his shit, but it, if they trade Vogelback, that'd be crazy. I'd be, that'd be, that'd be, I'd be shocked. Because so a lot of people on actually, the on the market looking for a lefty. Yeah, so. he's actually playing so well for his standards that you can sell that. Yeah. You, you, yeah. It's surprisingly enough, you can sell that power bat. Um, wow. I mean, you know what? If if they trade Vogel back, you, you know, I want you to write Billy Epler is my GM on Twitter. You need to quote that. No, I should write I'm the GM because <laughs> I predicted it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, you know what though? If he guts it that deep, pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good pause. Good pause. Um, it's gonna be an awesome off season. We, we literally can talk Mets at almost any point. Which oh is, yeah. Which is absolutely like something I don't want to do. But it, it's in, uh, very interesting that if he does attempt to gut it that deep, that uh, pause again. This team will be interesting to say the least next year. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But. Yeah. Uh, yep. With that being said, one hour in the books, and um, yeah, man, that's it, man. Shane Sons is back, baby. Episode fourteen. If, if episode back. fourteen had us in a, in a torture rack and a Boston crab show, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I normally put like graphics and shit on this, whatever. Look, we want to just get this episode out. You know what I'm saying? Chat yeah. deadline is coming out. I ain't doing all that. Listen, I'll do it next week. But yeah, shout out to shout out to baby brother, shout out to me, shout out to us for actually doing this. Um, shout out uh, Christopher Nolan and uh, shout out uh, Mark yeah. Robbie because good lord, God bless you. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's yep. a wrap, baby brother. We out. We out. Let's fucking go, Mets. Thanks for checking out the Shade Sun podcast. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms and stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>